Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello, everybody. Here we go. It's a Monday. Chad Hartman, Dave Harrigan. Just heard Mark Fry with the news. He'll rejoin us in an hour for overrated, underrated, properly rated, and let's get to this right away, Dave Harrigan. No, today is, a na- is not a national holiday, and we don't need it to be a national holiday. That's utter nonsense, correct? We, we watch the ball game, and, you know, if you're on the East Coast, what time did that game end last night? 10.30? 10.30, 11, somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah. Get up, Buttercup. Let's go. Wake up. And, and let's get rid of this one, too. It should have been on a Saturday. <laughs> no, football is mainly played on a Sunday. Uh, if you're on the East Coast, by the way, you know what time your primetime shows in? If anybody ever watches primetime shows on network TV anymore, 11. So, thankfully, that debate did not come up much. You're not for a national holiday, are you? I know you love to use your Odyssey times off. But you're not pushing for this, are you? No, I think that's absolute lunacy. We can all watch a not very late football game and uh, get to bed and plenty of time to wake up in the morning. Specifically, I mean, you mentioned the East Coast. Yeah, it gets a little late. But West Coast, you can watch the game and go out for dinner. Hmm. I know a guy who faced that dilemma. (laughs) I do. (laughs) A friend of yours. Yeah, he might be talking right now. Uh, Yeah, home. Game ended at 9.40. You need, you need the next day off? I mean, are you Carter? What time do you take your teeth out? <laughs> I mean, I heard him say he was at a party. Did he leave after the first quarter? I think he so. He normally goes to bed. He goes to bed at 6.15, doesn't he? Uh, it's, oof, boy, that might be pushing it a little bit. I think it's about 6.05 is getting late. God, I hope there are a lot of people who he doesn't know or excuse me, didn't know at the party, who tried to engage in a lot of small talk with him. I would have paid, I paid a video of that. Be so good. Okay. On a memorability scale, Dave Farrigan, when we're thinking back, and again, you called it, get rid of the Roman numerals. This was Super Bowl 58, right? Super Bowl 58. Where are we ranking this one? Is this in the A category, B category, C, D, or F? Where are you putting this one in your Super Bowl pantheon? Is this up there with the best? It's mediocre. It's awful. And I want the textures to chime in also 
on the Patrick Mahomes talk and text line, 651-461-9226. What's the letter grade when we compare it to other Super Bowls? Not, you know, an October 4th Vikings-Panthers game, but other Super Bowls. You go first, Harrigan. What's your Super Bowl letter grade for the totality of the game? Not the commercials, not Usher, not Reba, not Post Malone, just the game itself. The action on the field, <sighs> B minus. Overtime. B minus is why I uh, is what I give it. And overtime gets it up over a C. The fact that we did have a very exciting end, the fact that we got the the overtime rules, those new rules for the first time in a, in a Super Bowl. I mean it. We, I mean, it was a slog for the first half and into the third quarter, but it did pick up, and the overtime excitement gets it into the B category, B minus. I'll go a little higher, but it's it's the same area to B, and I'm not against defense. I could play the hot take today, and and push back against the slog and how dull it was, and say you don't appreciate defense. Listen, the Chiefs' defense has been great throughout the year. 49ers defense seemingly slipped because they lost, uh, you know, their their defense coordinators back to back years to become head coaches. But that that defense is filled with talent. I just thought there were a lot of mistakes offensively, whether it was turnovers or dropped snaps or missed receivers. So I'm not completely eliminating defense praise. But as I tweeted out, I mean, if that's a ball game you're watching and you don't have a rooting interest and it's that October 4th game, you're clicking, man, right? Absolutely. You're not not locked in on that game. Yeah, it was – even the first half, uh, San Francisco's troubles offensively, it didn't really seem like it was much of Casey's defense. It was San Francisco, you know, taking yes. penalties, shooting themselves in the foot. You know, correct. Nobody wants yeah. to see the, uh, you know, the Hankies out there as much as they were early on the on the 49ers. The Hankies. Yes, the yellow Hankies. The flags. Mm-hmm. Would you prefer that? Yeah, I, prefer, I think if I hear Hankies, I think you're 90. I'm not 90 yet. I'm getting close mentally. Yeah. Who puts a hanky? You know, I mean, it's man, just reusing the hanky. I just, uh, I'm not, I'm not a big fan. I got to be honest. <laughs> Shove it in your sleeve. I, yeah, no, no, no. Okay, so uh, letter grade compared to other Super Bowls. Dave's a little tougher. I just think the way the Chiefs responded and the fact we did have overtime. And it's it's dripping with drama, and then we get to the overtime rules. I'm giving it a B. What do you want to say? Six five one four six one nine two two six. This is on the Super Bowl grading scale, not a regular game, but the Super Bowl grading scale. Now the overtime rules. A lot is being made today, Dave, about Kyle Shanahan not talking to the players about the overtime rules as much as Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan's decision, hey, we'll take the ball first. Let's discuss that when we come back. 
Because that seems to be your main controversy game-wise from yesterday. We'll get to other parts. Uh, we will talk Super Bowl commercials with our friend Patrick Hunt. Patrick's been joining us for decades on this. Chipper will be back with us at 205. But we're getting to topics here related to the game. Hey, 115 million people watched it yesterday. I think it makes sense to open the show talking about the Super Bowl, okay? 651-461-9226. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's a Monday. We're here on WCCO. Chad Hartman, Dave Harrigan. I like the tune what is our uh, music theme for the afternoon, sir? I saw over the weekend nominations for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class announced. Ten uh, artists nominated for the first time, so we're going to hear from a bunch of those ten, including Cool and the Gang right there. Nice. I like it. The, uh, <clears throat> the number of players in the National Football League, and sometimes in other sports also, who don't know all the rules, um, is either staggering, Dave, or amusing. This isn't new where a player will say, wow, or reports are the players didn't know the rules. Now, when they went to overtime, did you automatically know the new playoff overtime rules? I had to be reminded. Once they went through, I, I said, oh, that's right. It's not the whole, if the first team scores a touchdown, it's over real deal. Mm-hmm. This is, by the way, the way the rules should be throughout the season, in my view. Because right now it's, you kick the ball. If a team scores a field goal, you get, into, you get a chance. But if a, score, a team gets a touchdown, you don't get a chance. <clears throat> I get it. Defense matters. Uh, I still believe, including including a turnover, that each side should get the ball. So, seemingly the ringers, given the credit for this, where multiple San Francisco players didn't know the rules, Shanahan rarely, if ever, talked about it, and Andy Reid talked about it all the time. 
Here's my uh, here's my view on that. So what? I I don't think it matters that much. I think what mattered is Shanahan's decision. I mean, did the 49ers play differently offensively or defensively because of this rule? No. Um, by the way, uh, it was uh, Vinovich, right? I mean, your referee explained it again. So if the players were paying attention to the coin toss, they heard the explanation. Now, Kansas City was finally having offensive success. And they were moving the ball very effectively starting midway to later in the third quarter because, if I remember right, both teams had three and outs, two three and outs to start the second half. And you're like, <clears throat> really? Is, are we going to get 6-3? Yeah, well, the Mahomes but, interception on the first drive to start the second half. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Not yeah, before three and out. So they're reeling. The 49ers defense is reeling. And the other part Shanahan said is our analytics folks decided that maybe the biggest possession is the third possession, which has merit. I would say it's still ideally. If your defense isn't on the ropes, then you kick the ball. But I think the circumstances had to matter yesterday that after having all the success the 49ers defense had throughout the game, they're trying to figure some things out. So waiting a possession because of the fourth quarter, I don't have a problem with that decision. Do you? The thought that the third possession of overtime might be the most important is lunacy. That's absolutely ludicrous, as was proven <laughs> last night. Um, the only the only way I give Shanahan a pass on not kicking when they won the uh, when they won the toss is if he knew his defense was just absolutely gassed after giving up the game timing field goal with what two seconds left. Um, but even then, no, you, you kick the ball. You want the ball second because it's a massive – I, I, I just think it's way too much of an advantage to know, okay, this is four-down territory the entire trip down the field. Yep. Right. I mean, it's, that's the logical move. I agree. I'm just saying because they were getting their butts kicked and including that possession and just to put them right back out there – I think that's that's why it's a <clears throat> under these circumstances a defendable position. Now, on not understanding the overtime rules, I give you Tony Romo. I'm not one who normally comes on and says <clears throat> this play-by-play guy is great, this analyst is great or terrible. But man, I am down on Romo including on the Purdy throw to Jennings, who really was their star receiver yesterday, right? It wasn't yeah. Ayuk, it wasn't Debo. That when they show the replay, and that was a place where, uh, play where Chris Jones 
<clears throat> had so much success and forced the quick purdy throw. And he's, that was for the Super Bowl. No, Tony, it wasn't for the Super Bowl. The Chiefs get the bleeping ball back. How does he not know the rules at that point? And again, me and you watching? Okay, Jim's explained it. They've explained it multiple times, and he gets that wrong. He also wouldn't shut up after the touchdown. (laughs) He also tries to reach such grand conclusions off a play. Well, this is indicative of the rest of the game. No, it's one play. You know, now some plays can be uh, a significant indicator to the rest of the game. Not as often as Tony. And then he contradicts himself. I, to be honest, uh, Dave, I thought he was, uh, I thought he was awful yesterday. Is that, is that, I just, his timing, his pacing, I don't sense the insights and just the ability to let a game breathe just a smidge. And you know me, I don't do this very often on the announcer side, but, man, he uh, he's at the top of the list of folks <clears throat> who annoy me in providing the analysis. And a few years ago, I enjoyed him. I, I, I've made the complete switcheroo. I'll say this. Now, in truth, I, I didn't hear all of the game because my children were watching a lot of it and not exactly always quiet. Um when they were, you know, getting uh, squirrely Poor and parenting. running around and doing their thing. Uh, but I actually had written down on my notes for uh, 108, the overrated, underrated, properly rated. I thought Tony was pretty good. I actually had him as underrated. Yeah. I, I, I think the Tony hates been a little rough. I think he was just fine yesterday. Well, I, really, I really had no problem. And he, he gets excitable. We know that. And I don't mind that. I, and he, he didn't bother me. I thought he had a lot of good stuff as far as analyzing and breaking down blitzes and coverages and stuff like that. And, you know, I thought he was great, especially uh, towards the end of the game saying, you know, I know Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator of the, uh, of the chiefs, and he's absolutely going to bring the heat. He's going to bring the heat. And you know what he did? He brought the heat. Tony was right. Who are you? No, that is the beauty. <laughs> that is the beauty of, uh, Play-by-play and analysis, right, of how different people can see it. Uh, How about Taylor Mania? Where (laughs) did you stand on yesterday's Taylor Mania? I told you uh, when we talked before the show, I didn't turn it on until, you know, 5 o'clock our time. Okay. So I saw the Frank Sinatra open. That was cool. Do you like that, or were you were you watching that? Point? I was. Not, I didn't get down to the TV until probably about five minutes before kickoff. I was. Yeah. I was doing all the cooking. Uh, uh, what'd you make? Uh, we had wings on the grill. I made some homemade guac. Um, a couple of the dips going on, you know, veggies and stuff. It was not bad. We had tacos. We had uh, chicken wings. Little cake, cookies, some veggies. Yeah, it was solid. Um, I thought Post Malone was good. Reba was quick. So how many times they showed Taylor pregame, I don't have a clue. They showed her a lot during the game. They absolutely 
Shoulder lock. 73 times. I chuckled every time. Lonely, bored with their life, MAGA-hating Taylor Swifties. If it annoys them, and I just absolutely love it. By the way, if she would have come out and supported Donald Trump, they would completely reverse and they'd love her. <laughs> we, we know that 100%. Uh, of course she does her act. I mean, how many times have I lamented when she wins? We did it a week ago when she wins a Grammy. Oh, no, me, I won. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the surprise look by Taylor. Uh, we're sick of that for a decade, aren't we? But my dream after they won was that she'd be up there on the podium and Roger Goodell would first hand it to Taylor and the Taylor would look at the camera and rip off her mask. And you know who she was all along? She was Joe Biden. <laughs> I thought she might be up there. You know, Brittany Mahomes was up there Brittany with the kids. And they actually yeah. took a while to get to Taylor in the post game. I was, you know, trying, where is she down on the field? You know, is they get a cut to her while Travis is, was doing his thing, the uh, Viva Las Vegas. And we didn't see her until after he, you know, the whole ceremony was done. Yeah, I don't know how soon she was on it, but once they showed her, I mean, they stayed in that shot for about oh, 45 It was seconds. makeout time, baby. Let's it was go. Makeout time. Yeah. Nate yeah. Burleson all over it. Yeah. Nate I know we're going to talk about the game, but hey, let's, uh, let's talk about love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is amazing. It, I mean, it is one of the, <laughs> the most stupefied side stories all year, which we've talked about constantly. How much the MAGA folks just hate Taylor and how delicious it is that uh, they had to eat it on that one. And, you know, the Dark Brandon tweet, we planned it the whole time. Tremendous. Was great. Yes. Do I think Joe had any part of that? Zero. No. <laughs> I don't think so. One last, uh, One last thing before we break. I don't think ta- uh, Travis Kelsey's meltdown with Andy Reid got enough attention. Do you? If they would have lost, it would have got a lot more attention than it has today. He was out of line a little bit. Way out of line. He he slammed the helmet. Which playoff game was that one? It wasn't the Bills game, was it? Was it the game before? But... For him to go storming and collide with his head coach and knock Andy off to the side, and we kind of go past that quickly. If that's one of the uh, prima donna wide receivers, what are we saying about that? That's uh, who's your prime prima donna? Is Diggsy still one of your prime prima donna wide receivers right now? He could be in the mix, I suppose. Nothing like they were in the past. I mean, if we're talking about an Ocho Cinco or a T.O. Yeah. Yeah, we've kind of slipped a little bit that way. I I thought CB, that's another area where I thought Romo failed. I think they should have been crushing Kelsey for that. And I get afterwards, this is Andy Reid, they win. And the guy was phenomenal in the playoffs. 
But he acted like a total jackass at that point. Well, the Swifties have turned on him a bit. They're worried he's a bad I influence for Taylor now. I saw that, that, that she has to be worried about that uh, going forward. All right, uh, lots of uh, lots of texts. Let's get to a few. Romo, I thought Jim Nance had a rough game. Incorrectly called a couple uh, first downs. Incorrect from uh, Tex here. I was a fan of Blake Lavi. Yes, Blake was looking uh, outstanding. Um, when Andy Reid got the Gatorade over the head treatment at the end, it appeared to be grape Gatorade. Who made the grape yeah. call? Yeah, grape? Purple. Is that what we're going with now? You don't see the purple often in the Super Bowl. No. We got to freshen that up, don't we? Freshen just the act of pouring it over a coach? Yeah. Yeah, I uh something. Something new has to be uh has to be different. Uh among the attacks on the game, equal talent 10, entertainment value 10, plays made 6, frustrating to watch 10, Super Bowl host 10. What did you think of Vegas as the host? I mean, it's it's tough to totally evaluate it when we're not there, but it hurts. <laughs> uh, seems fine. Yeah, it's a, it was a nice novelty to have it in Vegas for the first time, and if it goes back, oh, I'm sure it'll go back. Um, fine with me. Yeah. Texter, are we done with Taylor Swift now? Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No chance. <laughs> no chance. Donald Trump's speech, which was I don't know. As unhinged as he normally offers, but a couple of these comments should not be forgotten. And then his son, his son, excuse me, chiming in just with blatant racism. We'll get to that when we come back after traffic and weather on CCO. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. On the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Dave, we're going to play the uh, comments about Nikki Haley's husband first, the 45th president of the United States and the favorite as of right now to be the next president of the United States is uh, giving a speech. And. He decides he's going to make fun of Nikki Haley. And he's offered up a variety of comments before, including policy differences they have. She's a rhino. She's really a Democrat. She swore loyal to me, loyalty to me. This is Trump talking, uh, going with racism about her given name, trying to remind the Racist followers, by far all of his followers are not racist. But to those who are, don't forget, she wasn't born here, even though she was born here. Um, And so now we're going to bring up a spouse and we're going to make some comments about her husband. She said, I will never run against him. Then she comes over to see me at Mar-a-Lago. Sir, I will never run against you. 
She brought her husband. Where's her husband? Oh, he's away. He's away. Where, what happened to her husband? What happened to her husband? Where is he? He's gone. He knew. He knew. But no. Think of this. Think of the lifetime. She said, I will never. Think about it. You know where her husband is, ladies and gentlemen? He's a member of the National Guard. And he's deployed in Africa. Representing and serving our country. That's where he is. What a shock. Donald Trump. Mocking, belittling, dismissing a member of the military. John McCain. And the John McCain comments go well back of 2016. He was making fun of John McCain even before that. Then all the comments he made, suckers and other comments he made as president. Look at military members who worked with him. His chief of staff, General Kelly. His first defense secretary, General Mattis. What they think of him. This guy who had five deferments. This guy who's made snide remarks like this on a regular basis. And now, where's her husband? If, as some suggested, Dave, this guy, Trump, is alluding to the cheating rumors, which have popped up. What a, what a coincidence once Trump and Haley were down to the, the two of them. It's funny how they just popped up then. Donald Trump, of all people, is bringing up cheating rumors about somebody else? I mean, are we missing the irony? But in all sincerity, if if you are a Trump supporter, and there are tens of millions of you, just tell me, What you would be thinking if this was Joe Biden, if this was Kamala Harris, if this was Barack Obama, this is Hillary Clinton, this was Ilhan Omar. And and the repeated mockery of the military. The guy is serving our country in Africa. Beat her on policy issues. You're crushing her. You're about to crush her in her home state. And Haley finally has come out a little bit more forceful in saying he's never been near a uniform. But this is the simple question, Dave, to Nikki Haley, who has never eliminated being his vice president and continues to say she'd vote for him. Is she still going to do that? Because I assume the answer is yes, right? We, we, we saw Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz making fun uh, in, a, in just a disgusting way. His wife's looks compared to Melania, suggesting his father was behind the assassination of JFK. And he's kissing his butt completely. Do you think when Haley's asked, if I've missed it, please tell me, that after these comments, 
that she's going to support him? I assume she's going to say yes. And I just, doesn't character matter a little bit, Dave? Shouldn't character matter to Nikki Haley and say, you know what? That's a line you can't cross, and I'm not voting for you. <laughs> Does character matter in politics? That's funny. Uh, <laughs> you make good jokes, Chad. No, of course she is going to, at some point, assuming, you know, he doesn't get convicted and or whatever, have to drop out of the race. Yes, she yeah. will endorse Donald Trump as the Republican candidate because that's what you have to do if you want to remain alive in politics. You, yeah, we, we certainly have seen what's happened to Dean Phillips. The Democrats really don't like him very much right now. No. Uh, yes. He entered the race. Yes, exactly right. Because he had the uh, audacity to say, hey, maybe we should have a little challenge here. Maybe yeah. we should not right. just have a coronation. But and you know what? It, it says something about Nikki Haley's character, but she is far from the first person on the Republican side to go after Donald Trump to say he's a you know, everything from not the right person to the country to an absolute horrible human being. And then when the rubber meets the road, yeah, I'm voting for him. He's my guy. Let's yep. go down to Mar-a-Lago and share a drink, Don. Yeah. Marco Rubio yesterday defending him. Lindsey Graham defending him. Go back to their comments in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me, you're a Trump supporter. You, you think the country was better? And there are tens of millions who believe that. I think you're genuine. I don't agree, but I, I, you know, we can have an honest disagreement. Tell me how you defend this particular comment. Don't bring up Biden right here. I brought up Biden over and over again last week. I don't think he's cognitively capable of the presidency, and I've been saying that for a year and a half. Just on Trump alone. You want to defend this one? I, I'd like to hear it. I'd like to see your rationale and his uh, continued dismissive comments and mockery of individuals who served our country. The other comment on NATO, we'll get to that, but a reminder, if you want to chime in, you can. 651-461-9226 on CCO. number of uh, texters pointing out, uh, it's rather amusing when Trump is talking about where is Nikki Haley's husband, when, by the way, he's serving our country. How often... Uh, does his spouse appear at his, uh, as, at his rallies, Dave? She's been rather quiet the last several mm-hmm. months. Uh, she did appear in Mar-a-Lago over the weekend. I wonder if that timing was uh, 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 more than a coincidence tied to his comments about Nikki Haley's husband. But, yeah, it's not like his wife is with him on a, uh, on a regular basis. Before I get to the NATO comment, Don Trump Jr., which is out-and-out racism. And I think maybe the worst part of the the Don Trump Jr. photo is the absolute filth that has been offered up trying to defend it. Don Trump Jr., you saw it, Dave. He says, I found one of Michelle Obama's uh, rookie cards, and it's a huge Pittsburgh Steelers... If I remember right, he's a linebacker, even though he's wearing 99. But just an enormous man going to that level of mockery about Michelle Obama. Geez, there's no racism about that. Oh, people are too sensitive. Give me a break. It's just blatant racism. You got a beleaguered president in Joe Biden. You have the country 
wanting change, your your favorability then issues is significant. And you're trolling racism. My God. Now here's the 45th president on NATO and what he thinks should happen. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. That's Donald Trump encouraging Russia. The, the larger soundbite includes Russia. Encouraging Russia, Dave, to invade one of our allies because they haven't paid up. Presidents have talked for decades about other countries and paying up, and they should. And some did during Trump's administration, more than usual, not as more as as he contends, but more than usual, good. But to go to the level of, I'd encourage it because you haven't paid the money. By the way, he can't se- he can't separate us from NATO on his own. The Senate has to be part of it. Minor detail that Donald, of course, I th- he probably doesn't even know. Again, five, six years ago. Well, let's just pre-Trump. Can you imagine if a Democrat said this, Harrigan? How the Republicans, rightfully so, absolutely unequivocally, rightfully so, would react if Hillary, when she was running, or Obama at the end was saying, hey, if you don't pay, I'm going to call Vladimir and encourage him to invade you, and we're not going to do a damn thing. Republicans would have been up in arms just as they should now, and if you know Joe Biden or any Democrat had said that, de- Democrats should be up in arms. Everyone should be up in arms. And again, this guy lecturing anyone on paying bills? <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. All right, let's have some fun with overrated, underrated, properly rated. That's coming up next after CBS and local news here on CCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 